Welcome to my favorite episode of all time, the 48. Seven-time winner, huh? Hey, it's a man's man right there. Yeah. The 48. I'm Tommy2 underscore zero on Twitter. I'm Point Break underscore Dave on Twitter. You can find me at Glenn3 underscore 11. And you are listening to Tell Me Where to Turn... You can find the Twitter, I mean the uh, show Twitter at, at Where to Turn Pod. That's right. We're here at uh, again at Dave Studios, Bachelor Dave Studios. That's I'm not right. sure he's even technically married anymore. Ah, you know it's it's a f- fluid situation. <laughs> that there's a lot of fluid stuff that's been going on around here. Yeah, judging Bodily, by what's been, what uh, just walked out the door, I'm also not sure <laughs> Dave is, thinks he's married anymore. <laughs> So uh, Todd was a really nice guy. I <laughs> thought he, you know, he knew a lot about baseball and stuff. Was it Todd Spalding? <laughs> it was not. It was not the infamous Todd Spalding. So I think what we're going to do to start the show off here is we are going to look. We're going to be looking at a map. So Dave, why don't you explain what this map is? Because uh, this is this is pretty bold. Dave's like guys. I'm handling the whole show. We're going to look at a map. I've got a map. Like I, that, that was all the setup we got to this. And honestly, I haven't looked into exactly the uh, parameters of this, but basically it is data Google released on the, I guess based on searches, the most misspelled words by state. So each it's a map of the U.S. and each state has a word written on it. So this is misspelled words, not um, most searched words? This is not most searched. This is most, but it's volume. So if there's like some, you know, medical term that three people search for misspelled, that's not on there. Right. But it's uh, pretty interesting. We can all call out our favorites. Um, I don't know if I should tell you my favorite first. We'll see if you guys key on the state that I found the most odd. Let's look at the map. We're looking at a map. Where would you like to start? Oh, wow. I like to start in the most wheels-off states. Uh, Florida, which apparently can't spell... They can't uh, master the I before E except after C, as receipt is on there. Receipt. Compared to many of the words, though, receipt is a little tricky compared to a lot of them. Uh, I'm 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 looking at New Hampshire right off the bat here. <laughs> <laughs> the most misspelled word in New Hampshire is diarrhea. Yeah, well, it is a hard word to spell because I text it a lot and I very rarely get it right. Um, Why are you texting diarrhea? So because I have problems. Okay, I have a very sensitive. Let's all pray for Mississippi. As the most misspelled word there, or is it misspelt? Are those interchangeable? Sure. Is it ironic sure. that I may have just misspelled misspelt? Um, nanny. Go. It's a yeah. five-letter word. Go a little southwest too. Uh, 
Are you talking about Louisiana? Yeah. I mean, giraffe. But, but why are they searching <laughs> giraffe that often? Why are so many people searching giraffe that it's the most misspelled word in Louisiana? What's going on in Louisiana? That's what I want to know. Like, I'm okay with Alabama, because pneumonia, that's... Yeah. That's a tricky one. Yeah, yeah, I'm alright. That's a tricky that. one. They get a they get a pass. I think Tennessee maybe gets a pass for K. That is Tennessee, right? For chaos. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait, <laughs> is that can? What state is that that can't spell angel or angel? Where, where are we looking? Tennessee East Coast. No, oh, that's no. not oh, Tennessee. That's North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, that's North Carolina. Man, I'm bad at bites. Hold on, angel help some geography. No, it's Tennessee, and then Kentucky is beautiful, right? Yeah, yeah. But you're you're having a hard time identifying states. <laughs> well, I'm I'm well into a banquet beer. Okay. <laughs> what about what about the state of Georgia? Explain that to me. Mm, yeah, that is a good one. So, is well, let's hold on. Let's do some correlation here. <coughs> because Georgia and Arkansas, apparently, both states are obsessed with chihuahuas. That's South Carolina. What? Georgia's in the red. Georgia's ah, you're the, right. The, the, uh, yeah, no, 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 you're right. Gray? But gray is tricky because... But gray can be G-R-E-Y as well. Yeah, Georgia gets a pass here. So anyway, so that's South Carolina. South, South Carolina, Carolina and Arkansas. Arkansas are obsessed with chihuahuas, apparently. <laughs> and can't spell it. And there's no... As Dave would ask, where's the wall within those states? <laughs> so should we also be... Uh, Do we know what the color coding means? What red, blue, um, purple It's uh, length of the word. So red is like under six letters or something. <laughs> so basically the, the, the fact that Idaho can't spell the word quote. <laughs> I'm also worried about Utah. Utah is the one next to Nevada. No, they can't spell disease. Yeah. Why are they searching disease so much? At least in Maine, they go with an actual specific name of a disease, pneumonia. Yeah. See, Montana is surprise, and that's Montana, right? That is Montana. That is Montana. I'm guessing they, they're dropping the first R. They're going S-U-P. They're, they're spelling it surprise, not yeah, surprise. You could be right. You could be right. What a bunch of idiots. So how about this? I'll go through the list of words that I actually have trouble spelling on this list. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on. We just think we just went to screensaver. Dave's internet's out. Uh oh. There's a. It, why do you have a Rachel Star screensaver? Yeah. Why did Pornhub just come up? You guys are ridiculous. Such, oh, no such slander coming from both of you. No words that I words that I have trouble spelling. Wait, 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 wait. Who can't spell a liar? That's Rhode that, Island. That's Rhode Island. Yeah, that is the smallest hey, one. Hey, so you see the the Missouri blue maintenance? Yeah. All right, then you have appreciate in Illinois, and then go straight up from Illinois. What word is that? <laughs> so the people of Wisconsin have difficulty spelling Wisconsin. Yes. <laughs> that may be the funniest one. All right, so go ahead, Tommy. No, no, no. I was just going to say... I have a hard time with the word surprise. I, I will admit to misspelling that. Diarrhea, I frequently misspell. Banana, I always try to add an extra N in there because it's just a tricky word. 
Um, but other than that, uh, I can spell 12. I can spell I have a, liar. I can spell license. I can spell receipt. I can spell nanny. I have an observation. South Dakota struggles spelling the word college. That's not a good start on the uh, they, they career think, of academia. They think it's a run-on word, and it always starts with community. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, or they're obsessed of just making those things with a s- numerous pictures on them. <laughs> yes. And uh, let's let's not forget Alaska. Hard time with schedule. Yeah. Well, what about Hawaii has a hard time with the word people? <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough word. And what about people. Hold on, let's 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 not lose sight of uh Iowa. Hold on, I gotta f- hold on, I gotta think and find Iowa. Um, Let's see if Glenn can find Iowa. Uh, man, okay, that's Illinois. Um, that's Indiana. Going the wrong direction. <laughs> Vacuum is Iowa. Yes, yes. <laughs> F you, Tommy. <laughs> uh, I mean, vacuum's kind of tricky. But here's this bold statement: If you reeled off all these words i would be able to spell all of them separate podcast not right now (laughs) you know what i I will i will bet that you would make at least one mistake i don't i really don't think so well the here's the thing though there's a ringer word in there that you're missing which Um, is not even spelled all the way out but two states have super califragilistic expiatocious on there that's not a word well two states and that's um, what states are those? It's not Massachusetts. It's Connecticut and West Virginia. Yes, very good. So, are you telling me Dana Holgerson cannot would th- spell supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? <laughs> you would think that Major Harris would be struggling to spell the word "the" in West Virginia, and they have the word that's like isn't anti-disestablishment antarianism the longest word? I think it is. I think you are real close to pronouncing that right. Yeah. So over there, they just have. I hope somebody gets my Major Harris West Virginia <laughs> reference. They have what a about lot Dana of Dana Holgerson. That was funny. Oh, I oh I enjoyed okay. it, you but enjoyed I went that? I went back to nineteen over? like nineteen eighty nine. So. Yeah. They have a lot of uh, over there on the East Coast, like Delaware. The all the words are kind of offset. Is ninety? Is that going to Washington D.C.? I'm guessing. That seems like a weird word to be misspelled. 90. I figured I'd like to understand a little more about the methodology of this. Yeah, I need to look into that. But I, I will, to go along with Glenn, I'm pretty sure I could spell all those words in a spelling test. But I will say if it was just based on uh, Dave's search history and especially Google Maps, I misspell restaurant. <laughs> All the time. Really? Yes. That's an interesting one. I think there's some words I you just struggle with. I flip A and U all the time. Like, tomorrow is on here somewhere. Yeah. Um, it's Arizona. Very good. Tomorrow, I know how to spell it, but when I write it out or type it out, I want to convince myself that there are two M's and not one. Hmm. But I know how to spell it. But it's like I, I write it out like that, Ooh, and tomorrow is also a struggle for that state, Colorado. Bunch of potheads. They're idiots. 
Should we should we be worried about uh, Nebraska in suspicious? <laughs> Surprise is just not spare. You ever been to Nebraska? Yes. Yeah, I have. You ever, you've driven? Oh, no, have you driven through? Why did you go to Nebraska? We were driving home from drag racing, a race. Yeah. Okay. And we were actually. I I feel like we. This is really going to look weird because we're looking at a map. But somebody, when we left Indianapolis, told us that the quickest way in the most, um, we had a lot of trouble going through like the kind of the Arkansas Missouri route. And somebody the roads said, you, are real yeah, bad. They, they Too many bad. Chihuahuas. Said, if you go straight across from Indiana to Nebraska and then straight down into Texas, it's wide open roads and smoother travel. So yeah, that was our time in Nebraska. But we weren't sure they were right, so then we hired a guy to drive it ten times <laughs> back and forth. Um, I drove to Nebraska once to go to a to go to a football game. Man, there is nothing more boring than driving northbound through Kansas and then up to Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, it's like remember, driving on a treadmill. Yeah, I remember that drive. <laughs> that's a very that's a perfect example. I mean, it's. It is, uh, I, I swear, at one point we drove for, I think, more than an hour. Not just not seeing a car that was the same direction we were going. We didn't see a car coming back south. Did you see anything suspicious? <laughs> it was all very suspicious. <laughs> and we would see random houses that would be in the middle of nowhere. And we would think, what do these people do, like... They need a loaf of bread. They're going to have to drive like 60 miles to go somewhere. Do they just go to wherever, the general store, like once every quarter and just <laughs> back up a flatbed trailer and just load it up? I've thought that same thing. Just even in driving out to West Texas, like there's so many just out in the middle of nowhere and you're like, this is terrible. Like what do these people do? Hey, it's God's country out there, man. It's just not not if you want Wingstop. It's just dust and oil out there. there. No. Hey, so they gave me an idea. Um, I looked at my Google search history from my phone. All right. It's the last five things I've Googled. The last one was Gun Barrel City Airport. That was just a few minutes ago. (laughs) And there is an airport in Gun Barrel City. There is. If you listen to our last episode, there is an airport in Gun Barrel City. Uh, then the next one's for you, uh, also touching our last episode. Um, list of things you can smelt in Minecraft. God. Pretty exciting search there. Then uh, Sean Marion GIF. Had <laughs> that's to always that, a good uh, one. Had I to send that, that today the other day. Yep, that's a good uh, one. Then Jonathan Papelbon, Bryce Harper fight. Hey, can we... Uh, I think we need to context why Tommy sent me that. And tell me if you think this is a good friend, Glenn. Tommy asked me something, and I was like, I can't tonight. I'm going to a work happy hour to celebrate my eight-year anniversary at my company. It's a pretty good accomplishment, right? Why are they celebrating eight years? Shouldn't they just celebrate As every, in every Sean Marion five? GIF and Google. Huh? At that like point. five, maybe maybe one, one, five, ten, fifteen, eight, eight. Who it's celebrates? A, it's eight? a small company. I was the ninth employee. I'm a big deal there. So I send him that, and I, all I get back is the Sean Marion rolling dice gift. Dude, eight is... And well-deserved. Yeah, I, I'm on Team Tommy with this. But the, the reason I even bring up search history, because, Glenn, you're going to love this. The, 
the last search I did, or the last of the last five, was Adam Jones. Oh, I'm I'm a fan. But but here's why you're gonna love it. So a friend of ours, mutual friend of the three of ours, who may enjoy like Jimmy John's and Subway and exclusively Jersey Mike's. Nothing, nothing but sandwiches. If it, if it doesn't come between two pieces of bread, he's not interested. Well, <laughs> well we're so, all into stuff, but uh, he sent I me guess a, he's into he that. He sent me a text the other night, and he said, hey, you know, he said, other than Fernando Rodney, can you think of another MLB player that's not a pitcher that wears his hat sideways or crooked? That's a very Mr. Sandwich question. Yeah, so then this is the search history that concluded after that. Can I answer the question? Please do. Uh, was it Mike Cameron? Well, we were looking for current. Oh. Julio Franco? So this is this was the last five searches that I did. Chris Cornell. I, this, it, tell me if you've noticed a theme here. Uh, I searched Adam Jones, Jackie Bradley Jr., D. Gordon, Starling Mart, Josh Harrison. <laughs> Andrew McCutcheon. <laughs> Am I a racist? <laughs> PK Subban. <laughs> Glenn, tell me this question. Am I a racist? Uh, you're towing the line for sure. But we were never able to find out that there is an answer to that question. Well, Mike Cameron used to wear his hat but it a had little to be, sideways. It had to be current day because what this guy did, Mr. Sandwich did, is he coaches, a, uh, I guess, a first or second grade team. And they were Seedy. having their end of the year banquet, and he bought. This is what. This is why he's a better dad than you two will ever hope to be. Sons on the team. He bought a 2017 upper deck complete set of baseball cards, 700 and whatever cards, and then chose an MLB player that he felt like each kid on his team most represented, and then was going to give them the card. Well, there's one kid that wore his hat sideways, so he thought that would be a funny. Uh, he's bit trying to, to do. find one. And, of course, you know, the answer is, well, Fernando Rodney, well, I don't even think he's in the league anymore. Well, actually, he is in the league, but he, the kid's not a pitcher. So he was trying to find that age, anybody. age, what does it matter? Could. I guess the other thing is, Go would, ahead. He, would he otherwise qualify as Fernando Rodney? The, it's a Plano league, okay? Don't even ask questions so there's, like that. So it's like 0.5%. So, no. we were The hat would be the only thing that hit Fernando Rodney and him had in common. <laughs> Uh, wow. But yeah, I thought it was a nice a nice gesture and I really did try. I think that's a good idea though. I tried very hard I tried very hard to help him out by Google search image searching every black MLB player I could think of. Man, I can't think of one. Should I have mixed in like a uh, you know, I don't know, David Hulse or something to Rusty Greer to balance it out? Yeah. Maybe a Daniel Robertson, yeah. something like that. But then he, he was also worried, and he actually asked my opinion because he had already assigned Bryce Harper one kid, and then he said, do you think it's still okay to give it to him after what happened? And I said, yeah, it's probably fine. I think it'll be okay. Yeah. So let's uh, let's run away from that segment. Speaking of running. <laughs> Dave likes to run. I, but let's turn to Tommy. Let's turn to Tommy. Tommy attended a, a, a gathering or a party recently that was yeah. heavily attended and frequented by frequented frequented. <laughs> that's the course talking. You okay there, baby? By uh, by runners. Yeah, all wearing their stickers on their forehead, right? <laughs> 
We're going to be real careful here because I heard that someone that may or may not be related to the runner may or may not have awareness of this podcast. So we have to be careful here. I run no risk here whatsoever. But uh, Me either. No, but uh, we'll just say an acquaintance of ours, somebody that, that we have familiarity with is moving out of town and they were having a big going away party. Well, this particular person... I think this is going to segue really nice into something Dave wants to talk about. Um, is a distance runner. And I'm not talking about a marathon runner, although he did run the Boston Marathon. We're talking about... Which year? This year. Oh. He's accomplished. I'll give him that. It was the, not the Dokar Sarnayev year, if that's what you're asking. That's what I was asking. Wow, that's good pronunciation and everything. Yeah, spell that. He, uh, uh, let he's me in, think about it. Go ahead. <laughs> He's into those 100-mile uh, trail runs, like those things where you don't know why anybody in their right mind would do it. You're just, just abusing your body. Just giant wastes of time. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, CC runner friend uh, on, that, <laughs> on that email. <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, but, but it was kind of one of those situations where w- my, my wife and his wife are friends. I, I don't really. I mean, I, I've met the guy. I've spent a little time with him. Certainly not friends with the guy. Um, but we had to go over to the house and we, we were driving down the street and, uh, it was a pretty big event and freaking every car on the street has the hundred K sticker, the 26.2 sticker, the, wow. you know, runner hashtag runner girl sticker. Were you just sending the Sean Marion <laughs> gift to everybody? Dude, I was just double, <laughs> I was just double dogging it, man. Just one in each hand. <laughs> So, you know, I, I don't, I've told you guys before, I hate those kind of social situations. I'm not a good, like, go in to a bunch of people you don't know, small talk guy. So, Tommy only likes interacting with those if you don't know if he's wearing a lanyard around his neck at a country club. Yeah, if yeah. they don't have a member number, I'm not interested in talking if to If they them. can't help me in my career, then I'm not interested. It's not a VIP brunch situation. <laughs> No, so I make a, I, I, I walk inside, kind of survey what, what I see in there, which is just a bunch of bunch of guys that have 100K stickers in their car. So I make, I make a move outside and I see two older guys talking and I think, well, this is good. These are, you know, these guys are probably in their, you know, mid to late 50s. And I thought, well, maybe this is somebody's dad. Maybe this is this guy's dad, you know, as far as I know. So I'm going to go over and say hi to these guys. Well, as I'm walking up to their conversation, the guy's saying, well, I just finished my 10th marathon. Uh, last week and you know i've got some patellar instability right now that's uh, kind of making training difficult for me so i got, a, tra- I got a cure got a cure for that so, Don't then, run. I, yeah. so then i i flee i i make a, a 180 and i flee to the porch where there's a couple of uh a couple of asian dudes hanging out uh, enjoying a nice craft beer uh and they're they're having a conversation that i walk in on can i just knowing tommy's history five minutes from now he's like and I'm down $800 in this poker game. <laughs> so for some reason, this guy thought I was insulting his entire nationality. They weren't playing Pie Gal. Hey, Pie Gal is, is the only pure game that's left. Like, Pie yeah. Gal is a great game. Pie so, Gal is the... That's the secret to just... Drink a lot. Playing forever and breaking even. It is. So I all can, tips to all gamblers out there. If yes. you want to just go all night... Find, Find a, a low vig. Well, pie first, gal. first figure out how to play pie gal. It's easy. Go, go to a nice five dollar table. The dealer will set your hand for you. You can play for like ten hours straight. 
You can enjoy all the cocktails you want. You're not going to make any money. You're not going to lose money. But you're not going to lose any money either. It's a great game. Now, if you're not a fan of the Orient. <laughs> well, these two Like dudes. Dave is not. <laughs> I, I appreciate the Orient, just not as much as Tommy. Yeah. Well, these two dudes, I hung out to see if their wives were going to show up, but <laughs> they don't have wives. Come on. Who are we kidding? No, their conversation is like, yeah, man, that trail was so gnarly. It was There's so, no way they said gnarly. They said gnarly, and they said it was so narrow that that the uh, the trees were closer than my shoulder width, so I had to kind of turn to the side to get through there. That's pretty... Uh, wow. So I go inside... They're almost soldiers. <laughs> that, that insulted all of our troops, all of them. This guy, this guy, as as we also joke, uh, as Glenn once did a full stand-up routine on, is a, a fan of the craft beer. I feel like Glenn got almost threw hands with him one time about arguing the merits of Miller Lite. With who? With uh, Runner Man. Oh, really? Didn't you once scream at him after having a few that the only beer you drink says light on the can, preferably misspelled? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's also my... Uh... I, I won't drink anything that requires a bottle opener. Well, I open his fridge because I'm told, hey, this fridge is all the beer is in this fridge. I open the fridge. I don't recognize no. one can. In Everything there. is brewed in Nigeria or Jupiter. <laughs> there are cans that do not have any English. They have all, all, uh, all, uh, I was going to say Chinese, maybe Japanese. Mm. It's one of those, uh, one of those wonderful countries on there we stayed at that thing for darn near three hours wow is that wife driven yeah well no i was having a great time i didn't want to <laughs> my wife was like in oh the car. it sounds like she it. was in the car after 30 minutes she's like come on let's go you know and i'm like no man i'm, I'm hanging out i'm meeting cool people and talking about running and stuff but what's funny is just one guy shows up and he's i mean just a Fat AF guy. 26.2 was the number of enchiladas he had that day. <laughs> and I'm like, like that guy being here is almost unacceptable. Like he's got to, he's got to hate it worse than I do. Like he's their one out of shape friend. And he walks in there with all of these just guys that are running hundred miles and rollerblading while drinking Michelob Ultras. Uh, no doubt. Talking about when their next beer mile is going to be. And this guy walks in there and is probably just like, so then you walked over and <laughs> talked to that guy about Minecraft. <laughs> so what can you smelt in Minecraft? Goodness. But no, Dave. But you. But doesn't that kind of transition into a into a Dave movie review? That sure we can get into that. Yeah. Um, a movie review, huh? A documentary review. Oh, uh, okay. I bet Dave watched a lot of movies this week. <laughs> let me. Let me. So most of them. <laughs> three and a half minutes at a time. Let me pull Most up my, of them had buffering problems at some point, I'm guessing. Let me pull up my notes here. Whoa, so you watched a movie and took notes? I did. What, what is, is this, this movie guy? about? So this, uh, and I... I or a documentary. This is a documentary called The Barkley Marathon. Ah, uh, uh, yes, yes, yes. And apparently I didn't it's hear... It's all that. power forwards. <laughs> Just so many rebounds. <laughs> Um, no, I didn't, I heard that, uh, the Junes did a segment on this, um, but I didn't hear it. So, so you found out about this without that's hearing about that segment. My, uh, my father actually recommended this 
I bet your father heard about it from the Jews. That's very possible. Circle of life. <laughs> so here's the bit with the Barkley Marathon. So it's this, uh, it's this crazy race. It's they claim it's like the hardest running race. Um, you run from Plano to Frisco. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's in Tennessee. It's trail running, so it's like up in the mountains of Tennessee. Um, it's at a state park. I think it was called. Like, <laughs> I just hear the Deliverance music playing the oh, whole time. Yeah. And they're like, not able to spell available. <laughs> Does somebody make you oink like a pig at some point during the movie? That, that was not in the documentary if that happens. Um, but it's at this uh, state park, and I guess a third of it is on like somewhat trails in the park, but the other two-thirds, you're just out in the forest on your own. So uh, the bit is there's no, like, registration. Like, it's not like you go sign up for the turkey trot in Frisco. You don't get a packet at run-on? You don't get a packet at run-on. Um, the- oh, can I stop you one second? Dave? Yeah. I'm sorry. But I've remembered one more thing that, that I have to tell you. Go for it. I was talking to a girl at the party, like we were waiting in line for food, and she oh. says, eh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay. Maybe it came down to me, her, and Emily Jones, like, no question. But I, she looks at me and she says, I don't uh, want to fight anybody. She says, Oh, I've met you before. And I said, Oh, really? And she said, Yeah, I met you at Run On. And I said, I can assure you that. <laughs> <laughs> But sorry, run I made me think of that, Dave. So but that, that was just her generic line to anyone at the party? Well, she said it to any other guy there, yeah. They're like, well, of course. Yeah. Were you there yesterday? Yeah. Having my patellar instability checked out there. She said yes. Probably have a bit of a surprise about, <laughs> what are we, almost in June, next March. You'd have a nice surprise for yourself. <laughs> no, uh, sorry, Dave. Continue. Oh, that's all right. So, um, yeah, there's no, like registration the the race is put on by this crazy old man named lazarus who awesome how many lazaruses are there running around many, the world but to give you a, a visual picture tommy he looks like a lot like this old man ross that we know from some local poker games oh yeah i know ross that is a huge character ross the guy that wears the hat all the time ross that's a guy we should get on the podcast to tell his woodstock story Oh my gosh, yeah. This is that the original? He snuck out of his house and <laughs> ran away and hitchhiked at age 13 to go to Woodstock. Like, it's an amazing story. Man, we need to make a documentary about that. Wow. Yeah, it's you get him real drunk at poker and you take a bunch of money and get him to tell that story. It's a, it's a good time. Um, so his bit is, they ask him how you sign up and he's like, you you don't. He's like, if you're supposed to be here, you'll know a person that can get you in contact with me. So it's all very. But you secret. still you can't just show up. You have to run it by Lazarus before. No, you show up. every year he gets about a hundred, a couple hundred entries that people email him. He looks over there. Apparently, he sends some like written exam, which I'd love to know what's on that. But only forty people are invited every year, and it's the people he picks. So. Um, basically the, oh yeah. And the other thing is there's no fee. He charges a dollar 60. Like I think a normal race is like 60, 70 bucks to sign up for. He charges a dollar (laughs) 60. If it's your first year, you have to bring a license plate from your home state or country that he keeps. And then he decided, 
like after doing it for a few years, he's like, yeah, he wears like white button down shirts. He's like, and I was running low. So I made everyone that year bring me a white button down. And then I had a bunch of them. So the next year I made everyone bring me socks. <laughs> and then the next year I made everyone bring me flannel shirts. So he basically just is refilling his closet. But the funny bit is, so just a overview of the race, you have to do five loops. Each loop is a hundred or each loop is 20 miles. Okay. Well, that's according to Laz, which he goes by. The runners claim it's longer than 20 miles, but if they're 20 miles, you do five loops, it's 100 miles. On Friday, everyone gets there, and he puts out, he has drawn on a map the route, but there's only one of them, and it gets passed among the runners, and then they can try to copy it on their own map, but there's no GPS, there's no nothing. Like, you can't use GPS? You can't use GPS. There's none of that allowed. Like, you get a paper map. You try to trace out what he wrote on his map. But there's no landmarks. Like, it's just... It's just like... You're a, just running through, like, dense forest? Yeah. Do you have to bring, like, a machete? It's not like that. Like, but, I mean, it's it's pretty ridiculous as far as just wayfinding. Okay. Um. Then, to make it even more interesting, the... First two loops you do, then loops three and four you have to run counterclockwise. You have to run the opposite direction. Okay. And then loop five, which most many years people don't even make loop five. Like nobody makes. Nobody it. makes loop Out five. Out of all forty people, nobody makes. It. Yeah. When do you kick the oblong ball from the big <laughs> H? That's that's at the very end. Okay. It's most exhilarating. Um, no, and then for the fifth loop. If you get that far, because what people do is they kind of pair up when they run to help each other find the way. Well, yeah, you might have like a snake problem yeah. or so grizzly bear. I don't know. To keep that from happening, if people are actually competing, the last loop, whoever finishes the fourth loop first gets to decide which way they want to run it. Then the next person has to go the opposite way. So you can no longer tandem do it. Um, and then... Oh, the other great bit that Laz does is, so everyone gets there Friday between midnight Saturday morning and noon Saturday morning, the race is going to start at some point, but the runners don't know between when. Between midnight and noon? There's a 12-hour window. At any point in that window, he blows like this conch shell, and then the runners have an hour to get ready and get to the starting gate. Wow. Um. So, yeah, the, the funny thing that I thought you guys would enjoy is... He really blows a conch he shell. He really blows a conch shell. And the documentary was filmed in 2012. We should start doing that when we're going to do a podcast. Like, <laughs> Just to let everyone know. Like, you have an hour to get to get to Dave's house. It's very Lord of the Flies. Like, you get that reference, right? Yes. Okay. I haven't seen that movie in a while, but... I uh, read the book. You wow. didn't read the book. It was like the only book in high He's school I actually read. read. This guy's never read a book. But, um, yeah, so the year before, this year I think he blew the conch shell at like 7 a.m., but the year before he blew it at 1 in the morning. Like everyone was asleep. He's like, What an a-hole. He's like, get Lies. ready. And so then they had to do the first loop in complete darkness, which was awesome. So before they even really have any feel for where they're going. Exactly. Awesome. But, so, the, um, the race is... Like I said, in Tennessee, and the uh, 
idea for the race Laz had came from James Earl Ray. Does anyone know who he is? Uh, he killed a guy once. He did. Do you know who he killed? I wish yeah. we knew. A guy who he punched a guy walking around he the corner one time. in the chest one time. <laughs> I wish we knew. That is exactly who it, he, who he killed. So is this like a racist thing? No, no. Um, he was, Laz points out in the documentary that this is in no way a tribute to James Earl Ray. But the race goes through, like you run, actually the Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary is where he escaped from. Okay. And at one point, the runner, the course goes, like yeah. you run to the northeast corner of it. And then there's like a large drainage uh tunnel essentially under the prison and they have to run under that to get out but um so in the bit here is he escaped and he only made it like two miles he made something? it eight miles in 54 hours yeah and laz said he could go 100 miles in that time and that's the bit you have to do 100 miles of this race in 60 hours or less wow and um yeah so james Roy, by the way got he had 99 years in prison for the assassination and then got one more year tacked on after he got captured. Well, that'll show even Yeah, that'll show But him. you know what? It didn't matter because uh, he died in 1998 of complications due to chronic hepatitis C. I have so, no doubt. So Valtrex strikes again. Yeah. yeah. Merry Christmas. But it's a, it's a really cool documentary. I won't go into all of it. Um, so is it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Okay. There's two guys that are kind of like the guys that do the best. These guys named Brett and Jared. One is funny because he gets back from this first loop and says his heart rate monitor told him he burned 7,000 calories. Good Lord. So how do you eat enough fuel to keep yourself going? For, so do either of these guys finish it? You don't have to spoil it. but I will say there are finishers in the okay. year they did it. Wow. There was, they'd done it 25 years prior to this and only 10 people had finished. Ever. Ever. And you don't get anything for finishing it other than, no. than to say that you did it. No. And the other thing that's crazy is um, they uh, they all they have, like, names for all these things. And there's this one hill that's the craziest hill you've ever seen. And it's, like, the only part of the course that there's no trees. So you, like, kind of come around this corner and then you get to see, like, the whole hill you have to climb. Right. And Laz has nicknamed it the testicle spectacle <laughs> which i thought was pretty awesome oh another nice. thing is the elevation changes if you do all five loops like up and down is a hundred and twenty thousand feet of elevation changes so that's essentially going up and down everest twice and somebody finished it and someone finished it and the clock is continuous so if you want to like sleep at any point in the sixty hours, the time's running. So everybody right. does, right? I mean, you have to sleep. The guys that finish like don't sleep more than like a couple hours the entire time. Wow, it's really good. You guys, you guys definitely need to watch it. No, I'm gonna check this out for sure. But it can't be good conditions for sleep anyway. So you probably want to get done as soon as possible, or just give up. Well, it's funny. Like the dudes that go out for the fifth loop, like. They're kind of got that, like, whatever you want to call it, like, runner's high. Like, they're ready to just get going. And they're so, like, delirious. Like, 
their people are like trying to like feed them. They're like, no, you need to eat this. It's like, ah, they're just like stumbling around, like trying to get back out on the course to finish it. It's really, really wild. Wow. Right. But yeah, take a chance. It's only like an hour and a half. It's yeah. a good documentary. I'll have to so, look into that. So, I mean, I know we're running out of time, but have you ever done anything where you just pushed yourself? I know you have because you did that crazy run from Plano to Frisco. Have you ever done anything where you just pushed yourself to the complete max where you're almost delirious? Uh, I mean, almost delirious? I don't know if i go that far, but I hiked the Grand Canyon in the middle of July one time. It's pretty stout. It was not fun. I don't think I was hallucinating or anything like that, but it was a good 100, 110 degrees probably. That's crazy. As far as what it felt like. And what was the VIP lounge situation? No, there was no... You didn't have a lanyard? No, we hiked down one day, spent the day down at the the bottom of the canyon and the idea was well we'll grab about uh you know six to eight hours sleep we'll get up first thing in the morning when the sun comes up and we'll hike back up to to avoid the hottest part of the day well even after the sun went down basically if you want to know what it felt like at the the bottom of the grand canyon in july just turn your oven on to about 400 degrees and go stick your head in it (laughs) we tried to sleep for about an hour two hours or so and then finally about, it had to have been about midnight or so, on no sleep whatsoever, we were like, screw this, let's just hike back up. So hiked back up about two-thirds of the way, and there's actually a place there when you get about a little more than halfway back up that you can stop where it's more kind of a level, I forgot what they call it, but there was a place that I could actually lay down and sleep for a couple hours, and then we made the rest of the way up that morning, but... That was and who miserable. That was a good idea. It was miserable, but but now that it's over, I'm like, hey, I've hiked the Grand Canyon. Yeah, I'll never do it again, but that's probably the closest that I've ever gotten. You have a sticker on your car or anything? Yeah, it's a giant picture of the Grand Canyon with me giving a thumbs up. <laughs> awesome. I'm Dave. holding a craft beer. <laughs> Dave, other than your run, which we've well documented. Episode uh, two and three in the archives, if you want to go back and listen. Um, what, any other times where you've just pushed yourself to the breaking point um, of delirium? I mean, the, I mean, other than the last few days. <laughs> <laughs> like, you've done things that a urethra never should have to do. Um, only time, like, delirious. Well, as far as, like, physical, it wasn't that. Well, sleep or physical. I mean, either way. I mean... Do you guys know that I was briefly in the Guinness Book of World Records? That's there's no way that's <laughs> He's the correct. guy coming over today to certify. <laughs> that is that is correct. This man was alone for five days. <laughs> no, in college, um, did a did a thing for, for charity, Glenn. For charity, yeah, Glenn's not interested. No, not really. Set the Guinness World Record for the longest softball game. 60 hours. You stayed up for 60 hours? No, the rules are you you could have enough players on each team to field two full teams. Yeah. And you had to play four-hour shifts. So you could go and try to get some sleep on your four hours off the field, but you couldn't leave the field. Like, there was, like, the dugout area and then along the fence. So and where did you sleep? 
you could like on the other side of the fence, like not in play, you could lay down there and try to sleep. What a waste of time. And so you were in the Guinness Book of World Records for a while, but now this record has since been broken? It has been broken. By what small college? I don't remember. So did physically did that take a pretty big toll then having to when, get up every four hours when and play it was softball for four hours? How many keystone lights did you have? I don't think I had any, but uh, when it was over, I slept for, I want to say, 18 continuous hours, which I'd never done before. That's amazing. Man, it was awesome. I'd like to do that tonight. Wow. And you know what I did? I, like, it ended in the morning, and I went home, and I slept, and then, like, 18 hours, got up, like, ate a huge meal, and then went back and slept, like, six more hours. What a time to be something alive. something about that that sounds very appealing, that part of it, at least. Yeah. But... Well, what about you, Tommy? Nothing even close. All right. Nothing even close. I, I, my life motto is to not push myself anywhere close <laughs> to the limits. Would you guys like a hypothetical? I would love it. Sure. All right. So, uh, hypothetical. Let's go to make it interesting for a member of a country club. Let's say you get paid, say, one hundred fifty grand a year okay. to do this. Okay. So one hundred fifty grand. So I'm having to take a pay cut right out of the shoot. Yeah. This is one hundred fifty grand for an entire year. Every time, and you can't, the, the rule starting out is you can't change anything about your transportation routine, whatever. You can't start taking public travel or walking everywhere oh or taking a bike. All right. Every time you get in a vehicle to travel somewhere, before you could get in the vehicle and go, you've got to grab the Sunoco fuel can <laughs> and hold it up and fill the car completely full of gas every single every single trip like even if you make a stop in the middle of a show so if i'm going and i stop by mcdonald's and run in and get well, a coffee yes because you you like if you so go I would and, basically be looking for anywhere that has a drive-thru yeah you could take the drive-thru because that's normal right but anywhere i turn the ignition up. but like you can't go to if you're like ah oh, i need to go get whatever i need to get, go get something for a birthday party at target you can't just leave your car running to get around it. Okay. Can so when you leave few... the house, and okay, you don't have to pay for the gas. I want to ask a few other clarifying questions. Okay. Does the can just kind of magically show up yes. when you need it? So I don't have to worry about like it smelling like gas in the no, car. No, no. It's like, not in the back seat. It's just there. And so does, you just it, walk out of Target and it's just there. It's just like, there. All right. <laughs> is it fully branded with all the Sunoco? Yes. It, has it looks the, just like that. It has the Sunoco label and everything. Right. But you got to think like... You're going. You're leaving somewhere. Like you're leaving church. You've attended church, and I'm in my nice Sunday suit, and it's 37 degrees, and it's raining, <laughs> and you're in that rush to the car, and you get everybody in, but you're like, well, we can't leave yet. I gotta get the Sunoco fuel can up on my shoulder and get these 15 gallons of fuel so, so into the car. Does, it, um, does the nozzle go in easy enough though, like it would in a NASCAR? Like, well. I don't even. T- I don't know. How times you have to spit on it or anything, but I don't have to stick my finger in there and break the little seal. And you okay? Are you gonna address that? I'm just trying to figure out if if it's just a matter of picking it up, 
waiting for it to like a like a pit crew right like so no it, i mean you you pick it up and once it's engaged, like i have the adapter on my car that it that makes yeah. with it and it goes once it's engaged with the nozzle and it goes fast it because out. they can gas a car up in like 12 seconds yeah you i let, let's say I mean, it's heavy 15 seconds yeah but every single time i think the things would suck is like if you're sick or you're not feeling good like you go to the doctor you have the flu and it's every time so you right. don't you don't get around i'm the passenger in this car right if you're transport right but but then it's kind of embarrassing like i'm at the club i have a nice brunch i'm walking out with my new friends i'm like hold on a second got to cast the car up real fast <laughs> Or so when it's hot, it's for a whole year? A whole for, year. For 150 grand, though. For safety, I kind of think Tommy should have to wear the full fire suit. You can wear, like, the, 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 the uh, silver, like, smock that the guy wears <laughs> the, for the for the flames bouncing back. Well, that's that part is optional. <laughs> if you want to do that, that's fine. And I think this goes without saying, but the... The can that magically appears, you don't have to dispose it. On, oh no, no, no! When you're done, you just you just drop it, and you, you just take drop off. Drop in the cargo. Yeah, we'll have we'll have some help that shows up and gets rid of the snow. See, I think cans. I'd rather I'd rather do that than like have to change tires every yeah? time I go somewhere. Hey, it's you your know, choice. Change right sides only. It's your choice. What? What if? Man, this is a, this is funny. I like this hypothetical a lot. So you don't essentially you, you wouldn't have to work though. Well, or I, can just, I think can there's get, a prerequisite that you're keeping your normal routine. So you're just getting 150k gravy on yes. top of your. So like when you, my boss walks out of the office, and sees me out there, man in the can. But if you were doing that every day, it would just become the new normal. But yeah. are you allowed to explain to people why you're doing it? Um, let's say no. Do you? But it's you, not illegal to do it. Do you think you could explain this? But no, like if you just said yeah. to somebody, like, "Look, I got a bet with my okay. friends, and I'm getting a so, hundred grand if I do this." So there's every a podcast. Day. Yeah. Listen, when I walk out to my car, this fuel jug's gonna magically appear. Yeah, and if it's you ride there, if you ride anywhere with me, and we ever stop and get out of the car, just be prepared. We're gonna be. Like, how would be you explain that when you go into Waterburger? Flash and go. And it's been like tw- you've been driving for twenty minutes, and you're like, "Hold on, before we leave." And they turn back, and you've got the smock and the helmet on, and a big fuel tank. What about this? Could we, for Country Club Tommy, we up it to 300K, but here's the deal. Like, you know, normal life, you have to do this every time you turn the car off, or you're getting into the car to go anywhere. But also, normal life, as often as you get gas... When you get gas, you have to do it, but it's like six jugs to fill it all the way up. Oh. I think I do it. I think I do the hypothetical. Do it. For 150 grand, yeah, I do it. Oh, and man, I mean, I'm doing it based on the fact that, such a that it dispenses fast. It, it only wasted 15, 20 seconds of your day. You're getting, you'll get huge guns because you're going to be lifting that heavy weight all the time. <laughs> I've never had to pee more in my life. Where's your bathroom? Straight back there. <laughs> I couldn't hold it any longer. If I if we'd have waited any longer, we'd have had to break out the ruler. <laughs> it was only a few. The stopwatch episodes. or the ruler? Did you time it when you were in there? Uh, no, I didn't. Man, you have like some action figures in your bathroom, like still in the package. Yeah, are you trying to keep those Wonder Woman figures mint condition? No, that's uh. 
Sometimes you have to incentivize oh. young childs to use the actual potty. I, I got gotcha. you. I thought you were going a whole different direction with that. I, <laughs> I, I read you. If there have so, been any Minecraft stuff in there, then... Well, that's at another house. That will not be mine ever. Suspicions. So you guys are in on the hypothetical? I think... You're I think I'd up, do it. It's, I'm in, yeah. Cranking up the Sunoco can. It's a it's a good hypothetical, and it's, I think I'd do it. For that for that amount of money, I would put up with the inconvenience. Yeah. I think I'd do it, too, because there's too much payoff at the end. But, so, man, what, so what a... If, what if, hypothetically, every time for the rest of this year you had to pee, you didn't feel like you had to pee at all until it hit you immediately <laughs> that bad, and you had to decide within 10 seconds what you were going to do? See, so you had no warning it was coming. You could be doing anything, and then when it hits you, ten seconds. You've got. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's hurt. It hurts that bad that you have to immediately do something about it. Thing is, as a male, you have more flexibility there. Yeah, but but it's still it's still a big inconvenience if you're you know on a road trip or something because you you know. But like ten seconds, and you just lose control, or it just starts coming out in your in your undies. Boy, that's a. That's a short window. I'm, I'm in the car enough that that would make me okay, nervous. Well, I'll give you a minute. One minute. Oh, a minute is I'm fine. I'm in what for if a you, minute. What if you're yeah. on the highway? You just pull over. Pull over. What if you're stuck in traffic? Hang it out the window. You just, just pull over. You can you can make it over the shoulder in a minute. And in my vehicle, it's a four-door. So this you can a, open up both doors and just stand in between. So? It's public indecency. How much money am I getting? 150 k I think that's going to pay for like a $250 citation. You'd just be dreading it at all times, though. Just think about how horrible that'd be. It's basically like having kids, when they're potty training, they give you like a minute. They're like, I got to use the potty. You're like, you're not a kid. You're an adult with a job. But I'm saying it's the same thing. Like if you're driving around to the kid and they say you still have to find a way to get to a bathroom in a minute. Did you see how Glenn just peeled out of here? I had to go. It It was to the point of almost pain. I was a... I had my uh, minimal blood in my urine, though, so we're doing okay. <laughs> so it's not blood. Yeah, I was at the wonderful uh, Willow Bend Mall when my kids were a little younger, and I got that. We're sitting in the food court, and uh, my daughter, I think, was like two at the time, and she was all of a sudden like, "Daddy, I have to pee," and I was like, "All right." So I had her and our little baby, and I start like gathering up our food to wheel the both of them to the bathroom and i turn around jesus right, right on the seat could be hey. a glimpse into glenn's future and i just, just kind of looked around and did the the vince vaughn the there's really not much to say no. <laughs> and just packed up and left and i'm guessing someone dealt with it yeah well that's probably the same thing we should do with this podcast right now it's just so. pack it up not much else to say 